Yes, I know, I know, I know, I know. I'm super late. I did promise I would have the podcast yesterday, but what I wanted to do... This is for your audio delectation. I wanted to tape and record some uh, Tales from the Snow Chronicles, basically. Because we've got Snowbageddon here in uh, in Colorado uh, that started Friday. It was sort of a damp squib. Uh, everybody was on Twitter castigating all the weather forecasters and everything else. Um, but uh, but they were right. And now we have about uh, a foot and a half of snow. It's well above the knee. Let, let me put it that way. Uh, and uh, and I've been outside shoveling and also recording uh, Chronicles of the Snow. Chronicles of the Snowmageddon, just for you. I also watched a little bit of golf, a little bit of cricket, some uh, football. And I also found out that uh, while shoveling snow... Um, you can get a very snowy crack. It's quite invigorating, um, maybe an inch of snow going down your bottom crack. Uh, but I also found like um, slightly warm tea bags can be uh, slipped into the uh, slipped down uh, into the pants, and uh, they can uh, warm the crown jewels. It's a new way of uh, keeping things warm. I did reheat my curry. There was no ring of fire, but I did use my uh, my old trick that worked very well, and I did use the old biryani trick. Of putting rice in a bowl and then uh, in a hot water bath of bon marie it works so fantastically well it really is delicious doing it that way but i also wanted to record some clips but this edition of the podcast forever will be known is two things firstly the snow apocalypse edition of the podcast i mean people were very disappointed uh yesterday morning and through yesterday where we basically got a couple of inches of snow was nothing and then overnight very little and then this morning we've had a whole truckload of snow a whole barrel load of snow i mean it's it was almost like the uh, foothills of the himalayas this morning in the blizzard and i have little audio snippets audio clips of me out parading in the snow frolicking in the snow one would say and uh, we're going to drop those into the podcast along the way here. So that, that there, there are a couple of the things that we'll be doing uh, on the podcast today. Keep coming, cauliflower cheese. Have I introduced myself? I, I'm, I'm Chappie. I'm the British butler. And um, I'm not used to this. I mean, this is why I'm, I'm completely excited about it. Because, um, you know, if I'm, I'm lucky to have one or two inches at best. No, matron. Anyway, so that's that's the norm though so this where it's like a foot two foot of snow is uh is is quite shocking to say the least uh, but i have uh, knitted and crocheted myself a fur vest it's a vegan fur vest for all of you peter people out there i'm being very you know i'm being very uh politically correct and uh don't you worry about it there's no nothing to be concerned about here you know, I'd only I'd only recycle my own back and chest. But as I said to you on the podcast the other day, I, I did grow in five or six inches on the back and chest. So I'm 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 perfectly proportioned in terms of hair, and uh, it's a good cushioning effect, and um, it's a good insulation without a doubt.
So today's edition of Keep Calm and Cauliflower Cheese with your dear host Chappie, the British butler, is number 69. And we're going to celebrate the number 69 today, not only with this lovely music in the background, but also a number of other things as well. We're going to be debuting the passion pretzel yoga position. One minute of twister in celebration of the number 69. It's the warmest of numbers. The number that fits like a jigsaw. And scattered throughout the show, we're going to have 6.9 seconds of jungle juice pleasure I really don't know what came over me right then but anyway it is episode 69 of keep coming all over our cheese also coming along today we have a mystery sound I know all radio shows do this but we have a mystery sound competition answers on a postcard to Chappie at Chappie Towers it's a mystery sound that my dad would never associate with me it's a mystery sound that my dad would never associate with me and we're going to have that scattered through the show as well also, have you ever heard of anybody using a spatula to remove snowballs from a snow dog? Yep, I have. Um, we have of more Irish snow jokes in celebration of St. Patrick's Day coming along the way. We had one yesterday. Um, yeah, so an Irishman was found dead after four foot of snow thawed. The pathologist was asked by the detective how he thought the chap had died. Well, he plunged to his death into a throffy snowdrift. Was there any note or anything? Yes, there was something etched on a beer mat. What did it say? I'm never coming back to this place. The pint's all head. <clears throat> anyway, so we have that one. Uh, we have another joke later on, peeps, uh, as well. Uh, we talked about the bed of nails yesterday. Um, it's too cold. I mean, those nails are not only hard and pricky, but uh, when they're cold as well, you don't want to be laying on any bed of nails today, I tell you. Um, also, uh, my concern about Corgi, my Corgi possibly eating a, a marijuana edible yesterday. Uh, what went through my head when that, that was going through? Also, a famous rock song that I think is absolutely ridiculous. I mean, it, it just doesn't, it's nonsensical to me. We'll be talking about that. How many eggs do I have left? You know, and celebration of my dishwasher being back. Um, also, I had to do some filming in the week. What happened and, uh, was Chappie on best behaviour? Was he on his top performance? Well, you'll find out later. We never talked about Gordon Ramsay's Beef Wellington kit as well. Uh, also, uh, remember, keep calm and cauliflower cheese. The flatulence fix. Um, uh, I saw a cancelled yellow wind warning as well. Uh, there's a limited edition Harry and Meghan colouring book as well. Uh, what does my, did my face mask smell of in the week? Uh, we have a uh, historical Tinder. We have enigmatic English uh, eccentric habits as well. Uh, so it's a fun-packed show. Lots going on and lots of little scattered stories as well. Happy 69, happy Snowmageddon. Okay, today on the podcast, we also are having the Snow Chronicles in celebration of the Snowmageddon. I recorded some clips with me out trudging for, I more, more thought I was Scott of the Antarctic or something along those lines or ran off fines. 
you know, the foothills of the Himalayas or pushing forward of a husky pack. That's how I saw myself. Uh, probably not an accurate description, to say the least. But um, anyway, so we have uh, four parts of the Snow Chronicles. And this is part of the highly esteemed audio clips. And this is the first part. Well, it's not quite Snowmageddon as of yet. I mean, this sort of snow certainly wouldn't have discouraged uh, Scott of the Antarctic, you know, plowing through the frozen tundra. So a little bit of a damp squib so far, but it's starting to come down pretty heavy now. So this is my last chance to take out these naughty hounds before we get uh, maybe stuck inside for a couple of days. The shovel is inside at the ready. I uh, I have created a fur coat out of the hair of a coconut. It's perfectly vegan, and also some fluff of a parsnip. And uh, so you know, none of you pizza people out there will complain because it's a completely vegan fur coat, and I'm very proud of it. And it also double ups as compost. Uh, you know, as as it starts to rot, basically. So, <clears throat> it's really not covering the streets very much so far. I mean, people ask me, why are you so excited about snowstorm? Well, I was lucky to get an inch when I was younger of snow back in the UK. So this is all, this is all a little bit of a novelty, to say the least. And I really, I have to understand which end of the shuffle to use, because that that's quite challenging for me. I don't know if it's the, uh, the part that looks like a T or the heavy metal part at the bottom. Uh, maybe this is something I'll discover over the course of the next couple of days. But I'm fully stocked up. I think I have 2,000 tea bags. Well, that should last me a couple of days. Um, but I do like to go through about five cups of tea per hour on a on a, on a cold wintry uh, day like uh, like today and wintry evening um, <clears throat> I do not have the Bailey's hot chocolate though that's uh, that's a little bit of a disappointment but that really does uh, chocolify one's life um, and that's needed but maybe a spoonful of Nutella stirred into a hot chocolate could be the uh, could be the differentiator this whole, uh, this, whole, this whole evening, this winter's eve. I mean, I almost feel like putting the Christmas tree back up. I mean, is that derogare to want to, uh, to get the Christmas tree put up again? Minimal, minimal baubles. Maybe an Easter bunny could be on top or a couple of Easter eggs could, uh, could suffice. I do believe there are people <clears throat> still with Christmas trees up. But they're now making it into sort of all round trees. So the dogs are getting rather covered. These herding, herding beasts are uh, are getting laden with snow here as it starts to get heavier, and uh, it's going to be it's going to be quite the storm. So follow me on Instagram at Keep Calm and Cheese at Keep Cheese on Twitter, and now back to me, Chappy. In the studio. Okay, so that was uh, the uh, 
first of our snowmageddon 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 okay say it slowly how now brown cow snowmageddon there we go i think i've got it now so that's uh, that's fantastic news so um we continue with our little um our little podcast here we like to call keep calm and call it cheese and we are having this is turn you let's turn you down i love a little bit of uh, snowy christmas jazz but so one of the things that we uh we're doing today here on the podcast is this is a sound uh, a mystery sound competition and this is a sound that uh, here's a little clue for you that my dad would never associate with me. She, he's never heard me doing something like this before. So let's see. Let's see what we can do here. This is a sound that my dad has never heard me do before. Huh? Okay. Answers on a postcard to Chappy Towers. So it's Pi Day today, March 14th. Also, Snowmageddon. Um, so I, I'm, not a, I'm not a huge fan of the fruit pie. And my parents are talking about, uh, about fruit pies this weekend. Oh, by the way, happy Mother's Day to my dearest mummy, my dearest mother, my mum, the greatest in the world, the most patient, the most loving. I know how she puts up with my dad and myself, and indeed my sister. But she is such a loving, wonderful person, and I'm fantastically happy to have her in my life. It's, uh, I mean, she's an absolute godsend. So happy Mum's Day. Happy Mother's Day. So she, she, makes, she was talking about the apple pie earlier with my dad. Not a fan of the apple pie. Not a fan of the peach pie. Not a fan of the cherry pie. I mean, it, it is rescued if you have some custard with it. Some good old English custard, bird's eye custard. It rescues it. Almost. But not a huge fan. Now, I do like a rhubarb and strawberry pie. I like strawberry and gooseberry. Um, maybe a raspberry and apple pie is quite good too. They're okay. But you know what? I really want a meat pie. That's what I want. Um, I do have some Cornish patties frozen in the freezer. So maybe I'll have to do that. But I am thinking about making a green chili stew. And I'm going to talk about this later because um, New Mexico is famous for not too many things, but the food is very, very good. And the green chili stew is absolutely phenomenal, amazing, delicious. But it is pie day. I feel like a chicken and mushroom pie. I think I'd do the chicken and mushroom pie or the Cornish pasty today. I mean, that would warm, that would warm, the, warm the cockles. Of, of, of one's existence on a on a snowy busy day it's just what everybody wants but I, the obsession with fruit pies in america is uh, au contraire to me i mean i'm just i'm just not a not a huge fan of it i mean i do have to carry along a um a sachet of custard just in case i'm given a uh, a fruit pie because that's the only way i can stomach it and i make my own custard i mean that's not a euphemism or anything uh, but I, I do carry a sachet of uh, milk custard powder, ready, ready, you know, to engage if I ever need it um, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a slightly um, difficult situation. Uh, but it is pie day, and, and you can do the pizza pie as well. 
And another dilemma. If somebody's recently got food poisoning from pizza and never want to eat pizza a day, then what do you do if you love pizza? I mean, you're going to have to secretly order pizza and hide it and eat it away from that person now. There's no way I could not eat pizza for the rest of my life. I mean, that is one of the greatest American inventions, pizza. If they did invent it. I mean, well, the Italians invented pizza, I guess. Come on, chappy. The Italians invented pizza. But the whole the whole pizza experience is, is phenomenal. It's bigger, bolder, and I say maybe even better in the United States. Food glorious pizza. Pizza glorious pizza. Food glorious food. It's also 69 day here in Keep Calm and Cauliflower Cheese. Settle back, it's snowy outside. Pop under the blankets, keep warm. Keep your energy levels up. That's what required on 69th episode of Keep Calm and Cauliflower Cheese. Okay, so. I need you guys to uh, just relax, but also uh, I'm going to need you guys to uh, to follow me. I've slipped on my butler lycra; it's black and white, and uh, I need you to to celebrate the magic number 69. If it's just you snowbound on your own today, you're just going to have to imagine. But uh, we're going to try the the passion pretzel yoga position. So I need you to scrunch up into a C shape, loose fitting clothes or no clothes is probably best, and just raise those hands above the head and and circle into a C and try to do the same with your legs as well nice and relaxed if you've got a partner you want that uh, those two C's to join to make that passion pretzel okay folks I hope you're ready we're gonna now have 6.9 seconds of pure, unadulterated jungle juice passion. Are you ready? Let's do it. You were good boys and girls, so I gave you a little bit extra there. So now we have the second part of the snow apocalypse where Chappie the butler is out in the field and uh, we're testing out, see how deep the snow is, going out with the hounds, just giving you a little bit of a uh, little bit of flavor of the snow apocalypse. Here's part two. Okay, so this is the snow apocalypse part two. I'm actually out in this frozen, snowy blizzard and tundra. A couple of dogs 
wrestling for the uh, Snowpocalypse belt as I speak, as I try to lead them along, lead my Sherpas along a snowy path. <clears throat> it's getting up towards the knee here in some parts. It's drifting. It's <clears throat> snowed most of the night, and it's going to snow all day. So I do have my Union Jack long johns on. I think it's the only way of keeping warm. And a hip flask of McKellen's and a hot cup of tea tucked into my back pocket, warning the right bottom cheek as we speak. So we're, we're, we're traversing onto the road now. And it definitely hasn't been ploughed, but furrowed by a car so I can make my way up the road and try to try to make this uh, some sort of uh, dog walk. Not necessarily a challenging one, but uh, a dog walk nonetheless. Probably about six, seven, maybe eight inches so far. But you know what? That's going to be doubled, possibly even tripled. And people are giving the weather forecasters a, long, a wild time on Twitter. It's sort of unfair because... This, this storm is slow moving, without a doubt. It's very pretty. It's like a marshmallow world. I feel like breaking into Dean Martin. Marshmallow world. So anyway, I continue. I am I am gloveless at the moment. So I'm trying to, uh, for the pain of my art, i.e. the podcast, being gloveless so I can control the iPhone and uh, continue this snowy jaunt for you, the listener. A great diarist can be spiteful and wicked, but never boring. Armed with a good ear and a mind like a tape recorder, the best chronicles at times avoid self-serving drivel and seek to entertain and enlighten in a literary genre that amounts to the ultimate betrayal. This is an article I read by Ian Wilson in The Times. The, old, um, the good diarist, however, is not necessarily a purveyor of filth and gossip. The best, such as Sir Walter Scott or Queen Victoria, combine introspection and self-knowledge with the good fortune to be the observer of interesting events and memorable conversations. Samuel Pepys is justly the most uh, famous English diarist uh, because he was lucky to witness some of the primary events of his times, but he knocks spots off his contemporary John Evelyn. Uh, because he's also possessed a gimlet eye. A respectful historian would tell you that Charles II was restored in 1660. It is Pepys who notices the King Charles' little spaniels crapping all over the deck of the Ark Royal, which conveyed his majesty home. This is in Pepys the catch-all quality of a brilliant cameraman, as in this entry, or one of the greatest ever written. So, I mean, some of the other great diarists as well. Um, I like Dallin Clark, former uh, conservative uh, minister, um, but these are some of the top five that Wilson talks about. So, as he said, the Diary of Samuel Pepys strongly recommend the Everyman Library Edition. Queen Victoria's Journals are found online at queenvictoriasjournals.org. Um, first volume is entitled Dearest Child. Also, he uh, re- recommends The Journey of Sir Walter Scott, edited by the Oxford uh, University Press. The Vig- Virginia Woolf Diaries, uh, there's a good uh, selection of vintage classics. Classics and uh, Michael Block, Guardian of the James Lees, Milne Shrine has edited some good selections with in- excellent introductions as well. But my favourite of all, my two favourite uh, diaries ever, are the Kenneth Williams diaries, 
the famous comedian of the uh, 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s. And I like Alan Clark, former uh, Tory Prime Minister, absolutely fantastic uh, in terms of a diarist. um, I would say up there, both those two, Williams and Clark, have that sort of acerbic wit that is, I think, very essential for the diary. So I love weather quotations, weather metaphors. So in the Times, one of my favorites uh, is March comes in like a lion and goes out like a lamb. An old saying meaning that March begins stormy but ends quietly. But this March has come in like a lamb, largely calm and peaceful in the UK, similar here in in, uh, Colorado. So perhaps the month will end with a lion's roar. Well, the middle of the month, as I said yesterday, is more like a ferocious crocodile, great white shark. That's that's the weather metaphor here. Uh, whatever the origin of the old saying, the notion of a wild start to March became popular in the 19th century as the poet John Clare declared in the Shepherd's Calendar. March month of many weathers wildly comes in, hail and snow and rain and threatening hums and floods while often at his cottage door the shepherd stands to hear the distant roar. Charlotte Bronte also featured the lion and lamb character of March in her second novel, Shirley. He had come indeed for the express purpose of making himself charming and fascinating. Like March having come in like a lamb, he's purposed to go out like a lamb. The Victorian English artist Britton Riveria uh, made the lamb and lion the centerpiece of his work Una and the Lion in 1880. March is indeed a volatile month, often blowing hot and cold, windy and settled, marking the transition between winter and summer. Perhaps it's no coincidence that the name March comes from Mars, the Roman god of war. Um, but there are signs that this March will turn into a savage beast. Well, I'm in a blizzard of a beast at the moment. Um, and uh, and it's going to be here for the next couple of days before the weather warms up here in Colorado. Um, March is the roughest month here in Colorado. So get your, get your snowshoes on, get your tennis rackets on your feet for March. That's when you need them the most, without a doubt. And in memoriam of that, we have our third part of the Snow Apocalypse Chronicles. Okay, so we're continuing the jaunt up the road. It's an incredibly, uh, it's incredibly wet snow. I could probably fill a tea kettle and boil it up, ready for uh, a nice cup of PG tips later on. Visibility is quite low as well. <clears throat> I need sort of windscreen wipers on the on the spectacles. The spectacles are in order. The testicles are frozen. Uh, the watch is tracking my progress, and no wallet required for this journey. The snow apocalypse chronicles as we continue. No cars on the road, and very limited visibility. Definitely a Bailey's hot chocolate, maybe a nipple spot too. So, as I said earlier on, I have uh, woven, crocheted uh, a vest. Uh, it is completely vegan, a vest out of uh, coconut hair and the fluff of a parsnip. Um, just to keep me warm, along with the five inches of back hair and chest hair that I've uh, grown out with this magic spray um, that I sprayed all over. Um, so that, that's keeping me uh, very warm currently. 
Um, but uh, yeah, as I said, completely vegan. And you know what? After about a few weeks, it becomes compost. So I start to get a little bit stinky and uh, the vest becomes uh, ready for the compost heap. So I am a human compost heap at that point in time as well. There's something else I, uh, happened yesterday. Um, so I was strolling along, walking the hounds, as I always do. Um, it's what a suburban life you have, Chappie. Um, and, uh, and Maggie the Corgi gobbled up this... Uh, it, looked, it could be like a gummy. could be a, a vitamin gummy. But it also could have been an edible. And I did have severe fear... Um, depending on the edible, it could be an upper or downer. If it be an upper, I mean, I've already got a highly energized, uh, almost Red Bull invoked corgi running around, biting the leash, playing tug of war, jumping up in the air like a great white shark, those uh, air jaws. I mean, all of the rest. So that would have been a disaster. I mean, I'd never been able to get her back to the house if she'd been jumping around. But on the other hand, I could, she could have passed out for the rest of the day just wanted to veg in front of the TV and want uh, want munchies. I mean, I'd have to stock up on a, a bunch of uh, uh, a, a bunch of pretzels, um, Cheetos, uh, Chris, maybe some uh, trail mix, and probably would have to end off with pizza. But should be should have the munchies for the, probably the next five days, I would imagine, uh, after eating the edible. But I can inform you, ladies and gentlemen, chaps and chapesses. Everything was fine. I think it was a Flintstones vitamin. Praise the Lord. So we have another enigmatic English habit. So sitting next to each other or not. In the UK, we're generally quite a reserved bunch and won't sit next to a stranger if we can avoid it. You may find that if you're sitting on a bus or a train, somebody boarding the bus will sit in any other three seat or double seats before sitting next to you. Or you may even prefer to stand. This is nothing against you, we just like our personal space. The same goes to the cinema, if only when there are no seats left and we have no choice that we'll sit next to somebody else. And you'll be regarded as a little odd if you went and sat down next to someone when there are plenty of other seats available. I mean, it's almost like the, uh, the, the Yanks here with their, uh, with their rules at the, uh, at the Urinal. I mean, it's, uh, it's almost as bizarre and eccentric as that. So, chaps and chapesses, settle down again for another 6.9 seconds of pure pleasure, jungle juice pleasure. Enjoy, relax, satisfy. So, praise the Lord, my dishwasher is fixed the other day. So it's an early morning call, and um, expecting the plumber to come over. And, uh, and he came in, nice, nice young fella, and, uh, and he liked to chat. I mean, he could have been a he could have been a barber or a hairdresser, I think, rather than a plumber. And um, he was telling me about his uh, his time in Los Angeles. In the, mo in the movie business, as he called it. And 
sort of delving a little bit deeper. I mean, was he in with George Clooney in uh, in uh, in some of his movies? You know, was he was he an extra on Ocean's Eleven or the Batman? Or maybe uh, maybe most exciting for me was he in the Bond movies? Said, uh, yeah, not sort of not those sort of movies, chappy. I said, well, you do voiceover work for. Uh, you know, voiceover work for um, cartoons or um, or advertising, or anything like that. Uh, ah, oh, it's uh, it's a bit more hands-on. Certainly not hands-off. More hands-on. So, sort of, oh, okay, well, you know, really, what you're talking about is, you know. Do you, you know, do you wait tables spare time if you're in Los Angeles and not always acting? No, a uh, man in my shape and with my uh, talents always can get some uh, some good work. Okay, well, I'm sort of beginning to get a sense of what this chap was uh, rambling on about, really. And um, there he was with his tool belt fully exposed started fixing the dishwasher um i mean he, he wasn't drawing attention to his tool belt or anything along those lines thank god but i mean i'm wondering if he was in you know could have been debbie does dallas or he could have been uh, peter the plumber or willie the wrench you know tool bad on tool bad off that type of thing but I, all I can reassure you, the listener of Keep Calm and Cauliflower Cheese and How Apt, edition 69, and we have uh, Willie the Wrench come to the rescue. Ah, see ya. Couple of next few jobs, a couple of housewives. May need my attention before the storm sets in. You know, something along those lines. But there was no flushing of pipes, loosening of nuts spurting or gushing you'll be pleased to hear <clears throat> excuse me a moment okay so as i said earlier on we're having a little bit mystery sound competition i know it's sort of uh okay on so many radio show podcasts but this is a mystery sound competition and and the, and the guess is my dad would never suspect me of ever doing this so here we go Send me a quick note up to Chippy Towers. Okay, so we have another game of historical tender. Uh, normally we uh, take a leader, monarch, politician, and we decide, um, you know, is it going to be a slight le- left or swipe right? Uh, similar to tender, most of the time it's like a guillotine to the right or left. Uh, but today we have a, uh, we do have a pretty famous uh, uh, contestant on uh, on the historical tender today. And uh, you have to decide, are you going to swipe left or are you going to swipe right on him? Uh, and it's the iconic English author, Charles Dickens. He's probably the only Victorian figure most people can name. Aside from pen and classics like A Tale of Two Cities, Oliver Twist, Dickens was uh, the mind of everybody's favourite holiday ghost story. It seems obvious that the man who dreamed up of Ebenezer Scrooge's uplifting transformation would himself have been a pretty kind fellow. But he actually was kind of an obnoxious creep. 
uh, were not busy scribbling tales of generosity and love. Dickens was known to be fond of incredibly annoying pranks. He would speak in a language he invented. He'd run up to strangers on the street and screech bizarre nonsense riddles at them. And uh, during one particular insane trip to the beach, he grabbed a young, random young w- woman, dragged her down to the water and threatened to kill her. He claimed he'd fallen in love with her and the two must drown together. So ironically, Dickens was the last guy you ever wanted over for Christmas lunch. Well, in Dickens' case, it really wasn't a, you know, he didn't suffer the uh, fate of a crushed skull or a sword cutting his head off or anything like that. But he seemed like he was a pretty nasty fellow indeed. So now we have the final part of the Snow Chronicles. It was a no-horse open sleigh, uh, two dogs, one man, one butler, and uh, it was uh, a real blizzard going on outside. So uh, listen and enjoy. Okay, the final descent. It's almost like the final descent of Everest or K2. Walking right into a blizzard. Oh, mummy. The old hands, knees and umps daisy, everything's cold. And this is gonna double, I think. I prefer, I like a double I like a double butter of toast, but I don't know a double lashings of snow. Not quite so fun. So another little Sunday game of Trump or Trombone where we take the worst headlines of the week and equate it to a Trump or a raspberry trombone. Um, expert souls mystery behind ship floating on air off the coast of Cornwall. A photo of a boat that appears to be suspended above the water has caused a stir online. But experts have come to the rescue explain the illusion behind the bizarre image. Uh, the photo is taken on the coast of Falmouth, Cornwall, shows the boat hovering meters above the surface of the water. Davis Morris, who took the snap, was extremely baffled uh, when he looked up into the distance and saw the boat would look like it was suspended in the sky. While others have been left confused by the mirage, there is explanation behind it, although sadly not quite as magical as one would believe. The optical illusion is explained by the uh, Fata Morgana phenomenon, uh, which is created when the atmosphere around the sea is heated up by the sun, creating a gradient of temperatures. Since cold air is denser than warm air, it bends light towards the eyes and someone standing on the ground or the coast, changing how the distant uh, object appears. It has been reported that local pirates have suggested it could be a Fatberg floater. And mysterious pixie hunty Erwin Saunders looks set to be emerging from a self-imposed exile on a long break. The bearded eccentric sparked a cult after he uploaded a series of YouTube videos chronicling his discovery of wilderness folk hiding in the hedgerows and undergrowth of the remote English wood. Then as strangely as he appeared on the scene, Erwin vanished. He hasn't been heard of for about a year, but a spooky two-minute video uploaded to his YouTube channel seems to promise his return. A 21st century makeover of the notorious Cottingling fairy photos have caused a major stir in Edwardian England. Owen patiently waits for hours before capturing an occasional glimpse of a secretive paranormal creature he calls Morceau. Uh, according to Edwin, uh, sorry, Erwin, the uh, creatures are particularly fond of flying saucer sweets. It's a sherbet that gets them excited. On one memorable occasion, Erwin claims that he'd been shot with a tiny fairy arrow, uh, one that's tipped with some sort of psychedelic potion that leaves the pixie hunter in somewhat druggy altered state i mean i love this story about little people rather than bigfoot uh, or sasquatch welcome littlefoot 
and teacher denies humping cardboard cutout of Pope in viral dance video mishap. Andrew Phillips Jones, a former religious uh, head of religious education, denied thrusting his hips at an image of Pope Benedict uh, the 16th during a charity video based on the viral dance The Harlem Shake. I mean, this sounds like a papal perversion, as long as there's no sprinkling of his holy water or making a threesome of father, son and holy goat. And Bigfoot reward grows to over 1.5 million as Oklahoma state government increases bounty. Oklahoma state representative Justin Humphrey is hoping that the reward for the safe capture and return of his live Sasquatch will attract tourists to the state. Apparently there was further upset because Bigfoot was wearing a mask against the no mask mandate. And woman's saucy plan to surprise husband fails after she flashes her father-in-law. Maggie took to TikTok to share the horrifying moment she ended up showing her father-in-law her lingerie rather than her partner in a video on TikTok. I guess it was a case of keeping it in the family. Intimate with the in-laws or maybe charity begins at home. And woman shares controversial damp sheets tip to make bedding feel more crisp. Laurie Park has gone viral on the social media platform after testing out a life hack for crisp sheets that involves putting them on the bed while still damp. I mean, this is ridiculous. It basically makes you feel like you're in the Titanic of all waterbeds. Cold damp sheets are the start of night terrors. And husband builds church organ for musician wife and hides it in the walls of their home. One a kind of house uh, in Bristol hides a musical secret on the third floor is a fully working church organ that's been built into the fabric of the property. I guess in their case their house was a very very fine house with organ in the walls and hymns from the heavens. And man says you can prevent garlic breath by cutting out the germ and it's mind-blowing. Royce took to TikTok to share a simple garlic trick that says it will get rid of smelly breath by cutting out the germ part and, and stunned users are keen to give it a try for themselves. I mean, it seems like Russian roulette before a date night, but would garlic without the stinky engine piece still ward off those uh, voracious vampire virgins with vestiges of Viagra? Try saying that with your Dracula teeth then. A man sparks outrage after he grabs seagull that tried to eat his chips. A man took to TikTok to post what he thought was a pretty funny video at the same time at the moment he managed to catch a seagull in his hand but has since apologised for his actions after losing the chips. You know what they say, a bird in the hand is worth two in his chips. No wonder he was a bit salty. And I found out my girlfriend isn't a redhead, now I want to break up with her. A man took to Reddit to ask whether or not he was overreacting by wanting to end things with his partner after he found the truth about her hair colour that she wasn't a redhead. He's obviously fond of the redheaded stepchild, he definitely wants to get his hand hands off her lucky charms, a Celtic catastrophe. <coughs> and look, an old story from December, taking a turn... And it was predicting the future. It's completely accurate. A psychic who uses asparagus to see into the future has predicted that Prince Harry will return to the UK next year unaccompanied by wife Meghan. Hmm, I wonder if you're going to be betting on that or not. After throwing asparagus into the air, Jemima Packington, the world's only uh, experimenter, uh, what will we have uh, next year is very interesting. Is the letter H. We see two spears plus a crossbar here. I don't see any M whatsoever. I see no letter M but I do see a letter H coming into the fold. I mean, they were obviously speared by the royal family. Meghan seems to be getting to the root of the problem, though. But the whole thing stinks, well, like asparagus pee. 
and litter pickers were astonished after finding sex toy near wine bottle and poo bag on the beach. Rubbish collectors found the sandy sex toy on a beach in Thanet, Kent, while combining the sand uh, or combing the sand for trash. And volunteer Barry uh, Manners admitted he was astonished after finding the wine bottle, poo bag, and sex toy right next to the trash. I mean, what an old collection! All they need is to find a chocolate covered starfish for a full house. Oh, oh, oh! Merry Christmas! And that was Tremble Trombone. So finally, uh, well, a couple of things before we uh, we leave. We're going to go and see Percy Grow in his allotment for some snow tips. Uh, but also, uh, first, you need to guess this sound. It's something that my father would never associate with me doing. Answers on a postcard for next week. Well, thank you very much for joining the podcast today. A special episode number 69 it's been lovely to have you here without a doubt um but before we go and before we go and see percy grower um i think we're going to um have another 6.9 seconds of pure unadulterated jungle passion And uh, now we go over to Percy Grower for a few uh, snowy gardening tips. Oh, it's uh, oh, hello there, my booties. It's a bit oh, this music's a bit quick today. Uh, here's some tips for, for, for the winter for the snow. Do pick up fallen leaves, thick mats of leaves, or smother the lawn. Don't leave perennial weeds over winter in flower beds. Do dehead flowers. Don't trim shrubs or fertilise during the winter months. Do wrap trees and shrubs near roads and driveways. Don't let your irrigation system freeze. Do clean off a vegetable garden, dispose of diseased or pest infected vegetation. And don't leave container plants outdoors without protection. Cheerio for now, it's Percy Grower. Bye bye. Oh, before I go my lovelies, the best way to garden is to put on a wide brimmed straw hat and some old clothes and with a hoe in one hand and a cold drink in the other, tell somebody else where to dig. Yes, thank you very much for listening to the podcast this week. Uh, I've been on Audio Burst all week. They haven't regretted it from uh, what I understand, so that's fantastic. Uh, big blizzard here. Um, I think I'm going to have to get my shovel out again. There's a little clue for you. And uh, and uh, snow's so deep outside, it's up to my knees now, without a doubt. So before we have our little poem, at Keep Cheese on Twitter, uh, Keep Common Cauliflower Cheese, Instagram, we have a little, uh, we, we, we're tr- trying to combine this weekend uh, snow and Irish jokes. And uh, here's the final one for today uh, in celebration of St. Patrick's Day. An Englishman, an Irishman and a Scotsman were caught in a blizzard outside Limerick. They took refuge in a deserted stable. The Englishman provided a thick Yorkshire wool blanket to keep them warm. The Scotsman provided a hip flask and a nipper scotch. They all passed out into a deep sleep. Upon the morning, they flung open the doors, disappointed. Hey Paddy, last night you promised us eight inches. 
Oh, to be sure. Must be the Irish curse. Those Winter Sundays by Robert Hayden. Sundays too, my father got up early and put his clothes in on the blue-black cold. Then with cracked hands that ached from labour in the weekday weather made banked fires blaze. No one ever thanked him. I'd wake and hear the cold splintering breaking. When the rooms were warm, he'd call and slowly I would rise and dress, fearing the chronic angers of that house. Speaking indifferently to him, who had driven out the cold and polished my good shoes as well, what did I know, what did I know of love's austere and lonely officers? Keep warm out there, or if you're enjoying spring, hopefully you're having a lovely little pint and something delicious tonight outside. But keep warm and keep calm and cauliflower cheese. Cheerio for now, chaps and chapesses.